What what should right. I and our visual? Uh, our what should I visual? I don't know what visual is. <laughs> casual FC, it's casual. <laughs> casual casual club. <laughs> Welcome to Casual FC, an Angel City preview pod. I'm your host, Angel Morales, along with the man, the myth, the legend, Mario Salazar. Ooh, I like that one. That one's going <laughs> to, I might go back and add some air horns on that one. I like it. <laughs> some real air horns this time. <laughs> All right. So on the last episode of Angel City FC, we were at Red Bull Arena in New Jersey playing Gotham FC at home. We... We held it down on defense. It was a draw. No one scored. We, I think, inevitably kind of lost the situation because M.A. Vignola is out with some, in in hockey terms, lower leg injury. Like, no uh, no one knows. Something no happened. Specifics. Nobody likes it. Yeah. No, no specifics, specific. no info, just keeping it super hush-hush. Yeah, which, I mean, that's fine. Maybe but she was limping. it's something and simple. Then... There was a quick shot on in during the game where she was actually like being carried out on two people's shoulders, and they like I hate like, that. It was like a split second on TV. They like showed it, and then I think the director might have gone like "whoops," and then like cut to a different <laughs> camera. It's like it was split second, so if you didn't really see it, but yeah, unfortunately, she was limping off the field, and then later on, around halftime, they there was a quick shot of them two people like kind of picking her up through coming out so hopefully it was just more of a precautionary thing of like you know let's go check her out and see what's up but again totally no info from the team or anything like that so we'll find out this weekend is mine yeah another surprising thing was june endo being there yeah um, yeah a lot still... of federations have not reported to their camps yet like i think it's this week they start reporting like Historically, U.S. national team reports very early. Part of it is to create the vibe, which I think is really neat, and like create the the hive mind of the team. And part of it is to just generally get ready to ship out media, blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah we um, are usually the first group to be like, "Bye, we gotta go be great." <laughs> yeah, she and then I, you know, there's a pretty good possibility that she's going to be here this weekend because she posted and june june posted mm-hmm. that she you know she posted a picture of, of bmo and was like see you guys this weekend or I know. something to that effect so i was like geez even now i still? know it feels like the world cup is gonna start in a millisecond yeah like like japan's gonna be like wait wait wait, we're not ready yet <laughs> hold on hold on let me put on but my yeah. shin guards <laughs> Well, I mean, so, I mean, it's still a result, right? Zero, zero. Yes. We, we get a point. point. It is not as many points as anyone would have preferred, but it is a point. And I'm it is a point. grateful for that. And I mean, the good news out of all of this is we had a Challenge Cup game prior 
to traveling to to Gotham mm -hmm. and we won. We beat San Diego, which was totally a great thing, which, you know, we'll kind of update stuff on the, that next challenge cut match, which is going to be at the end of the month. And, you know, but, I will say a draw wasn't what I was hoping would happen. But for it being the third game in a week for this team, along with cross country travel, I don't hate it. And some and most of our international players being gone, save for, um, well, save for Gene. Was Allie, Allie was there at the. Yeah, Allie was, June match. and Allie are still and here. Then, and then June is still here for this Gotham game. But as we've been saying for the last couple episodes, at least since week 11, really, when we were like kind of midway through, is race to the playoff chaos is in full effect. Yes, sir. It's bonkers out here. It is. It is insane. So, un so the you know bright side is we tied and we got a point, right? Not so bright side. Uh, <laughs> we, dr we dropped all the way back down to eleventh. So, and the uh, crazy thing is that the dis the distance between sixth and seventh place and eleventh and twelfth place is still not a lot, which is why yeah. this keeps happening all over the place. Yeah, right now we're in 11th place with 14 points and 12th place has 13 points, which is the Red Stars. But the gap between the playoff line and us being at 14 is only six points. Mm -hmm. So and it's been that... six points for like a minute. It's been between playoff Unfortun contention and wherever we are, it seems it is six points. And Unfortunately. I just want them. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just consistently been six points. But at <laughs> least, you know, it, it, as they say, you know, when you're when you're looking at like some prognosis and stuff, it's like at long at least it's, it's not getting worse. Yes, you know, the, not getting worse is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I think right now we're looking at two different teams. We're looking at the first half of the season and we're looking at the second half of the season, and they are very different ACFC teams. Yeah, which is yeah, we, I, which. For me, like the standings don't reflect that, obviously, because they're playing from a deficit. But I think collectively this team is light years better the, than what we were seeing in the first half. And they're not going to reflect that because I think it's only been, what, like three games? Mm -hmm. uh, with... Three regular season games. Yeah. That's not enough. With how tight everything is in the standings and, and the way things have been like leapfrogging around each other, three games really isn't that much to like give you giant leaps at this point in the season so right now if we're maintaining we're doing okay we could be doing better but of course you know it just takes time it takes time to gel and then we've got this world cup break after the game this upcoming game so really right. the standings is a tale of two halves mm -hmm. top six and bottom six the top six have literally been playing leapfrog with each other. It's been weeks since anybody new has popped into the top six. I'm looking at the kind of great infographics that we've talked about from Allison Gale over on Twitter, agale137, and just visually showing the standings. Houston Dash, who are currently in seventh, the last time they were in the playoff spot was four weeks ago oh gee and then and then before that it was in week five so um yeah it's it's been a 
it's, it's been a crazy been thing. A, the rest of the league, you have the top five, top six, but like it's basically been just who else is going to make this top six. Yeah, you know, you know those data graph, the the scatter plot point type graphs mm-hmm. where like you clearly see like the the line going through all the data points. Yeah, that's exactly what this standings chart looks like there's a very <laughs> clear line between six and seven where yes. like almost no team crosses the boundary like it's very rare that it happens and when it has happened everything has kind of self-corrected so like i said tale of two halves of the standing we've got nc courage at the top in first with portland oil rain washington spirit gotham and the san diego wave rounding out the top six teams that are currently in playoff contention. And then we've got, in the bottom half, we've got Houston, Racing Louisville, The Pride, Casey Current, us, and then the Red Stars. So really, we're just battling between the the bottom six again. The top six are just kind of high-fiving each other, battling between them. But with how tight the points are that we've been talking about, Still, anything ha- can happen. We have mm-hmm. eight matches left in the regular season. So, you know, being six points off the playoff line, at this point, you'll start hearing a lot of banter being like, oh, this match is a six-point match. And really what they yeah. mean is is that we're so far into the season now that if we win... And they and you know in turn they lose and get no points and we get three, it'll drop them far like down twofold. and then leapfrog yeah. us. Yeah, twofold at this point, and vice versa. If we lose and don't get any points yet, they win. They kind of leapfrog that much more beyond us, and then it becomes even harder because you know there's less games to to play, and mm-hmm. then then the separation starts becoming bigger and bigger. So at the moment we're okay. But, you know, we can't really let it slip that far. I'm curious to see which top six team, if there is a top six team, slides the end of the season, like through the the last games of the season, because it happens. It can happen. It will happen. It has happened. I'm just really curious who it could be or who it will be. Who's going to just like. Peter Who's out. gonna hit the slide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm really hoping we hit the like upswing, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm yeah. looking at the the chart right now from this last week, and we've jumped around so much. Our like Angel City as a whole, like we've been up, we've been down, we've been in contention, we've been nowhere near it, and we still keep plugging yeah. along. So I like all bets are off. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll see. And with that going into our next match, once again, we face another first place team. The last time we played San Diego in the kind of regular season, they were the first place team. And you know what happened in that game? We gave them them hell. We won that (laughs) in amazing fashion and knocked them all the way down to fifth place in that week. So now we've got North Carolina Courage, who's in first, and we'll be facing them. Let's do it again. Yes, let's do it all over again. Also, I'm just going to say Reddit lied to me. (laughs) (laughs) There was a post on Reddit of someone breaking down the kind of 
difficulty of the schedules for each team. And apparently it looked like the beginning, the first half of our season was the heaviest because we were facing all the top teams. And then going into the second half of the season, we were going to get lighter and lighter because we're going to technically be playing the, the bottom half of the teams. And, and like we've been talking about it, there's the top half and there's the bottom half, right? Yep. Very clear, very clear line. But I still haven't felt that the teams are getting a little easier. <laughs> so, Same. I feel I like everything is just progressively getting harder on all fronts. But in the sense of like, the, I think it's because I feel the pressure of the end of the season looming. So it's very much like, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're, those eight games are going to start becoming very, very small pretty soon. So we, right. we've got to keep it up. So like I mentioned, we're playing... North Carolina Courage and we're going to be playing at home this weekend before you know the big World Cup break and just kind of a couple of kind of interesting notes so far for the Courage is they have kept the most clean sheets in all competitions so far with eight clean sheets out of 14 weeks so that's that's pretty pretty good on them they're also ranked for those who don't know, a clean sheet means they have not been scored on. They yes. Their goalie allows nothing. They've won eight games without being scored on at all. So they could have tied. Alone, right, they could have tied, tied some of those. They could have tied. I don't know if they have tied is the real question. The courage. <laughs> oh, yeah, they have two draws. The, the courage of two draws. So, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so they've won most of their games yeah, without allowing any goals in. Which is, you know, the key to the game. You want to score more than you let in. So, and then so far up to this point, ACFC, we have scored five goals in our last matches, but honestly, that's four goals against the Wave, and that's regular season and Challenge Cup, and one goal against the Spirit. So, those are three out of those five matches that we actually had a score on. So, you know, sometimes these stats, like I always, have to take a double take on these stats because it's like it's like baseball stats when they pull right. like you can make the... statistics on anything exactly but which was the first relevant? time first time a left-handed catcher on a day <laughs> with 37 degrees right. celsius temperature like what it... yeah exactly <laughs> so yes i clarified that or, or i had to look in like what does five matches mean it means we scored in three of them out of out of the last five. And then the draws. little the little note that was on FOPMOB when I was looking everything up was Alyssa Thompson has been our biggest chance creator. Mm-hmm. Which meaning she's been the, the the kind of linchpin or the the one that has gotten the ball in the spots for the rest of the team to be able to do something with it, right? Like getting it up the field, crossing it, doing all of that mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, womp womp, she's gone. <laughs> Only for a few she's, weeks. We'll get only her back for a few weeks. Month. Yeah. She's with the Hopefully. national team, which is yeah. rightly deserved. <laughs> but there goes our biggest chance creator. So far. with that, wh- I'm gonna so far. I'm going to just like put a little asterisk by there because last couple games, Scarlett Camberos has been showing her talent off. We've had some surprise goals from defenders. Anything could happen. That's going to be my my caveat every episode <laughs> until the end of the season. I don't know what's going to happen. 
everything's exactly. bonkers. <laughs> okay, well, with all of that, like, what should we be looking out for? You know, the casuals like me and the newcomers and even the seasoned vets of women's soccer or WOSO as we've been, you know, using the acronym every now and then. What are we looking out for in this matchup? So obviously, like, points, 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 points. We need to score every attempt we attempt. You know, every every time we're attacking, we need to start converting those better. And it's happening. I just think that it would be really cool if the ball went into the goal. Like, if we scored a lot more. <laughs> just in general, no, like... Yeah. No shame, no hate, no shade, no nothing to anybody ever. But I'm just saying in general, if we could score like 57 goals, let's go. We yeah. have the talent. I, let's just do I, it. I, when you hear like recaps or analysis of things like that, of games, you know, at, at any level, you always hear like, you know, if they would have finished those attempts, like we could have won. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, obviously. You know, obviously. <laughs> but I, I you know, I think they need a I think they need to listen to us in the stands when they're like coming down our way and every single time we're yelling at them to shoot the ball. <laughs> we we have a tendency to make that extra pass when we don't always need to. Um that's or at least what, that's what, what, what it looks like from the aerial view. That's what I feel that I yeah, I, I, there's I feel that like happening. a lot of time there's yeah, there's just like one too many like mm-hmm. you could have taken that shot there yeah and and if Isn't... you missed you missed but like again i it's one of those things where like you look at those stats and then it's like shots or shots on goal mm-hmm. and then it's like a single digit number right like, and no, you're like come on no because we had all of those chances and i think that's a big part of it it's like we're attacking more but the attack gets like muddled or it gets muddy somewhere. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's because there's just just enough hesitation in different players for whatever reason. Like, and I think part of it is because they aren't 18 and Ellis Thompson and has like, you know, good cartilage in her knees and like can do yeah. whatever she wants because she's young. You know, there's that, that like experience brain that kind of gets in your own, you like you, you get in your own head sometimes. Because you're like, oh, the last time I played this person, they did this, this, this. But I really just want to do that. Like, just do the thing. We have nothing to lose, truly, at this point as a team. And you I just, think if we just go for it, yeah, just pepper the goal. Happen. You know, just yeah. pepper it. Just like, just hurt somebody's feelings on offense, and it'll just be so good, <laughs> so good. You, I, you. <laughs> you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, oh, no. Michael Scott. <laughs> oh no! But no, overall, we're we're tightening the screws, and it's it's showing to me in the midfield. Our midfield passing is getting better. We're able to win back the ball in the midfield in ways we weren't able to prior to like a month ago, and we're also moving the ball up the field so much faster. The last I, I will season I will say that. Yeah, I will say that the last couple of games, I've noticed the, the play being a lot faster. Yeah. Granted, yeah. the last couple of games we've also played have been a lot more physical. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. I see them getting thrown around or just like mm-hmm. pushed or, you know, they're and the and dash game. That, yeah, that dash game with like the red card. And 
but it feels like they're getting they're moving a lot faster they're kind of making faster decisions so right. i think that's we're going yeah. on like you know it's like the, that the overall up up hesitation that. cloud that covered angel city for like three quarters like this season beginning of the season end of last season it's like pulling away it's like the marine layer where it comes in comes out and it's like it came in and just socked in the team and then slowly but surely like the goals like you know dd has been looking better defense is hot our, like our midfield is tightening up and it's like okay now it's our forwards now it's our attackers our strikers like let's go get the clouds out shake it off let's let's have fun and i think the more we see the players having fun on the pitch the more we're going to see goals and we're going to see a lot of really good ball movement teamwork in general and like that's i think when a team is the most dangerous one when they know they have nothing to lose and two when they're having fun and if you combine those two things good luck like that's all bets are off because that team doesn't care like they care because they want to win but they don't like you can't hurt them at that point they're not being precious about it yeah yeah exactly and it's like cool they have nothing to lose because anything right now is a a win is 10 times what a normal win would feel like given all the things this season and like just go go have fun go do the things you're out there living the dream let's let's just go like i just want to give them this pet this pep talk like get in the (laughs) huddle before the game be like i want you to have fun Mess with people, show off, do everything you have wanted to do if you have the opportunity. Like, just go for it. We'll we'll tag we'll tag Becky and we'll tag everyone that we everyone who's know. like liked a reel or tweeted or like like breathed near our Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah. Just listen. Yeah. Just just go have fun. Remember <laughs> why you're out there and like just go, just go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the website and just like I'm gonna Google each staff person's name and then whoever the first result is on twitter that's who's getting a tweet (laughs) please we'll see we'll see if it's the right person (laughs) oh my goodness all right so the nitty-gritty the players to watch here we go for angel city i'm gonna start with our iron woman megan reed an iron player iron man iron woman is a player who has played every game in a season okay and played the whole game. So, so start every to minute, finish, every, every minute, minute of a season. Okay. And that is Megan Reed. She she stepped up when needed last season, filled in spots, and just blew me away as a human. She played college soccer, said, okay, like, that's fine. Didn't really feel the need to play professional or try to go that route. Became an EMT and has been a firefighter, like working with firefighters, all kinds of stuff down in, I think, like North County, San Diego or San Diego somewhere. And they would play pickup soccer games. Her captain, I believe, someone on her like troop of of people in firefighter land. I don't know what it's called. Firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> I kept wanting to say her company and I'm like, I don't know if that's right. I don't know. So the the folks that she was working with. They were playing pickup soccer and like, oh, you should go try out. Like, there's going to be a new performance professional team, like, blah, blah, blah. So she literally goes and, like, walks on, like, tries to walk on for the wave. Like, they're having open tryouts. She goes. They don't pick her up, which jokes on them because we did. 
And mm-hmm. she saved our behinds last season in the midfield. And we haven't seen too much of her this season. I know she came in after MA went out on Sunday, but I'm really hoping we're going to see more of her coming in, either in the midfield or on defense with with the World Cup players being gone, you know, national team players being gone. She's just a joy to watch. I will say the funnest little nugget of things that I've noticed about her on the field as someone who's studied like sports psychology and things like that. She wears a compression collar, which actually helps prevent concussions and blood flow to the brain when you hit your head. It's really cool science. I did a whole research project on it for grad school, but she wears one of those. They're called Q collars. But the neat thing is that she, whenever somebody goes down, she's one of the first people over to help them. Like, the EMT comes EMT, out of like the EMT training moment. kicks in. Yeah, like we have a trait, like we have help on the on the pitch. <laughs> so that's Megan. The next person I want to talk about is Madison Hammond. She scored her first goal in the NWSL last game. Well, San Diego game. She is the first Native American or Indigenous player, whichever term is more comfortable to use, to play in the NWSL. She represents the Navajo and the Pueblo tribes. And I think it's super neat that she's like, she, by scoring the goal she did, she is the first, you know, it was her first goal, first indigenous player, the fastest in Challenge Cup history. Like, it was just like all these things just by one goal. Every record, just go ahead and take them off. Exactly. And if you saw any of the post-game interviews after that, she then sprinted 60 yards to the bench to go celebrate with the team. Followed by by Captain Allie Riley, who was like, why did you do that? But she's like, I don't know. I blacked out. Like, the joy <laughs> that came out of her after scoring is what I hope we see on the pitch forever from her and from the rest of the team. Cool little fun fact. She is ambidextrous on the pitch, so she can pass with her left and her right foot. And not everybody can do that. It's very much like basketball, where if you're left-handed, you're going to drive to the left, right-handed, you're going to favor your right side because it's your dominant side and it's easier. So when you're ambidextrous, you're a little bit of an added threat in ways people don't necessarily realize because you can just willy-nilly all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can barely walk. So being ambidextrous <laughs> on the field is probably, is probably to the advantage of, of the player. And yeah, yeah I definitely. mean, being a... <laughs> Being able to completely switch that up, I think, would be would be confusing for yeah for defenders. Just kind of like you know, if if you're you don't know you which see way them coming going to go, if you see them coming one way and they switch it up on you, and now mm-hmm. you know, as as you're saying, if you're right handed or left handed or footed, you tend to favor that side it's the same with the defense like whatever right. your dominant side is is the kind of kind of side you're going to favor sometimes you might turn around so that you can have like you know your strong foot forward mm-hmm. but having an ambidextrous player i think that's just going to trip you up <laughs> right Ex- exactly exactly and last but certainly not least for this episode is savannah mccaskill she is i don't know i don't know like she's just great Savannah had a little bit of like a ramp up after she came into the league in the sense that you could tell like if you have followed women's sports there's a big drop off between a lot of the things that players have access to at the collegiate level and then what they then go into the professional world thinking they're going to have those same things and they don't 
which can cause a weird sort of transitional time. And I think that's what happened with Savannah and how she played her, like not her skill level, because that's always been there, but the like the the switch to the professional level and not having the NCAA rules and regulations of the school and all that to kind of keep your schedule going. It's really yeah. easy, especially as a young player fresh out of college to, and this is across all sports, like just not know what you're doing. I mean, I, I feel like that's all of us out of college and even in college. Yeah. It's, 15 years. It's a whole new world, right? Yeah. But it's a very different experience. And when you don't have access to the same types of resources, food, nutrition, coaching, fitness centers, things like that, it can mess with your training, your mindset and all kinds of stuff. I was in looking at research for this episode. It was really interesting to look at you know, to look at pictures of players over their career, you know, oh, this is their first year out of school. This is five years in, six years in, whatever, or switching teams, things like that. And you see how a player like gets more fit or gets or like their body structure changes. And this is me being a total anatomy nerd and very little <laughs> else. Like, I think it's really interesting what happens to somebody's body when they just dial in and like commit wholeheartedly to making sure that they're giving their all to themselves and to their team. And that's what Savannah looks like on ACFC. Like she dialed it in at some point in the last like three to five years because her body composition has changed. And it's really neat because it like she's holding it down for this team in the midfield and attacking. She's I think she might be our leading goal scorer across both seasons. Because, like, she scored the very first ACFC goal ever when they played at Cal State Fullerton for that Challenge Cup game. She had a bunch of goals last season. She scored this season. She's just been very impactful, I think is the right word, across the board. And I'm glad she's she's with us. I hope she stays for a long time. She just recently celebrated 100 NWSL matches last match. Yeah, which is a big deal. 100 matches when you're only playing in, like, what, 14 to 22 games a season? It takes a long time. It's not like it's a 40-game season or, you know, a 162 games in a season like it is for baseball. We This is the longest season for these players this season, like, in the history of the NWSL, because we have the most teams. And next season, we'll have more. Like, it's really neat to see these women hit these milestones but it'll cool it'll be cool to see them do it more often now that the seasons are going to be longer so that's my spiel on acfc oh i'm going to give you numbers and position give it to me all right the more info we can get the better (laughs) all right so megan reed number six on defense you'll see her close to dd holding it down with page ma Captain Allie Riley, like on that side of the field. Madison Hammond is number 99, and she is a defender and a midfielder. So you'll see her kind of filling in both roles where needed. And then Savannah is a midfielder. She's number nine. And you'll see her, like, she's in what's considered an attacking midfielder. So she goes to score, which is apparent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just All looked right. her up right now. And oh, yeah. as you were saying, Last season for Angel City, she scored seven goals with two assists. And 
Currently, she's only at one, but I mean, you know, we've got eight more games to play. She <laughs> she has enough she has enough runway to maybe match or or beat that record. Alrighty, for North Carolina, the courage. We are seeing some old friends, or an old friend, I should say, this game in Tyler Lucy. For those of you who don't know or are new That's to the familiar team, name. yeah, it's a very familiar name. She was one of our starters last season, and I think the entire fan base in some way misses her. Like, the ACFC fan base misses her tremendously for a lot of reasons. She was a fan favorite. She still is a fan favorite, even in North Carolina. She's a fantastic player. She's a natural forward, and because of injuries and necessity and all the things, she was actually playing defense. And essentially shut Trinity Rodman down last season while playing a new position. And it's just really fun to watch. She's part of Team No Sleeves, which is basically just players that roll their sleeves up and show their fantastic arms. Pages, too. Like, it's just fun. But it'll be nice to see Tyler play in her natural position, which is a forward. So she'll be trying to score on us, and hopefully she does not. But... There's that. I'm excited to see her hopefully, play. She's hopefully fun. Dee Dee, hopefully Didi's got her number and like, I know you. Yep. I remember you from practice. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll have a little bit of a leg up on that. And having people like Paige and Megan Reed and all of our defense be able to be like, oh, we know you. We got this, you know, and go in ready for for them. Next up is Estelle Johnson. She has been a stalwart in the league. She had kind of bounced around to a couple different teams, played on Gotham for a while before coming to the Courage. She is on the Cameroon national team, which is pretty cool. But she's just solid. One of those players where if she's on your team, like like how Paige has been for us on defense and just showing up every game, showing out every game, doing everything she can to defend the goal, break up plays, all that. That's Estelle Johnson on the courage. So it's like the the work ethic and the the drive to defend is similar, but just on enemy territory. <laughs> and my last player is Brittany Ratcliffe. She is fun to watch. She actually, while playing for Utah, who was getting the team back, I believe. Oh, God. In two years? Two years, yes. 20... Not... 2026? Something like that. There's a, They're getting a team back, which is exciting because they had a team. Team moved, lost a team. Controversy. They deserve to have a team back. But she actually scored the goal that broke up the Courage's undefeated season in 2018. So she is a threat on the ball but i have faith that we will show up and play very well against the courage they have lost a lot of players to the world cup and i know like i said earlier a lot of teams haven't fully reported or are in the process of reporting to their respective camps but they have a ton of players on different national teams and i think that will hopefully fingers crossed bode very well for us Oh, and I just looked it up. Utah is getting their team next year. Okay. Um, yeah, there's been so much so like new team talk. And I'm like, Boston, Utah, the Bay. 
another team I don't remember. Like, I don't remember who's coming when. <laughs> yeah, they've they've announced teams all the way up through, like, 2026. So, yeah, we'll be talking about all of those as they come along. So, yeah, Utah coming back for 2024. But as far as the courage goes, so our familiar face to fans that were here last year with Tyler Lucy. And now that she will be playing in her normal position, what number are we looking she at? She is number 14. Say, like What you're used to seeing, but in a different jersey. Tyler Lucy, she'll probably have a pink <laughs> pre-wrap headband and a blonde ponytail. Like, she's hard to miss out on the pitch. <laughs> and then just showing the arms Right, just arms day. everywhere. <laughs> Estelle Johnson, like I said, is on defense. She is number 24. And then Brittany Ratcliffe, another forward, is number 27. So between the teams, nice. overall, results are spread across the board. One win, one loss, one draw. Like, very much the... And that's over the... That's over last year and this yes, year. Yes, the course of our, of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and then this season, we had a... This was the draw against them in North Carolina earlier in May. So I'm really hoping that we can show out and bring home a win... Because it would just be really freaking great for a lot of reasons. Especially going into this World Cup break. Yes. There's going to be about a month long break. We have a we have one match towards the end of the World Cup, which is going to be a Challenge Cup match. Mm-hmm. But regular season, we have a full break. So heading into it's it's like always it's like heading into the half with a point, right? With like right. with like being up a goal or anything like that. Like it's just you're heading into good. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So I'm, you know, and and not only for that, but like, just to feel that win again Mm -hmm. at home. Absolutely. We need that. Absolutely. I fully, fully, fully agree that the team deserves it. The team wants it. I think they'll get it. I have faith in it. (laughs) Just as a little fun fact, we have two World Cup replacement team players. So when... Players get called up for their national teams. You can elect to bring in additional players to fill those roster spots. And we got to see Kelsey Hill and Elizabeth Eddy both come in against Houston towards the end of the game. And both made a huge difference. Like, they they were very impactful on the pitch. So I'm excited to see how they do with the team. Kelsey, I know, had been training with the team since preseason. So she's been like part of the mix in some way. So she was, it was really nice to come or to see her come in and, and have like a good like vibe with everybody. You know, it's one thing when you are coming in off the bench and cool, that's great. But it's another when you haven't actually been playing with the team the whole season. And it's just like, okay, (laughs) that's cool, I guess. (laughs) And then Elizabeth Eddy had, she's played, all over the place, internationally, in the NWSL, upwards of 10 years, 10 to 12 years, I believe. She is from Costa Mesa, so she's from out here. And previously she had played with the Dash, so last season she was with the Dash, and I don't know if she just didn't get picked back up or they waived her, but she signed the short-term contract with us, so fingers crossed that we'll see more of her. Yeah. And interesting thing about this whole national team replacement players, you know, getting prepped for the World Cup and our World Cup preview pods. Uh, I did learn about 
replacement players. And the cool thing about them is that they they don't we're in a league where there are salary caps mm-hmm. and there's, you know, restrictions and it keeps all the teams kind of on an even playing field. So there's, you know, only so many things you can do by moving the puzzle pieces around. Right. And you can't just stack your team with a whole bunch of players because, <laughs> you know, you literally can't afford them. Right. So with but with the national team replacement players, you could sign players to the team and they don't count towards your roster spots. They don't count towards your salary right. limits. And and there's a certain window that they're allowed to be signed. So right now, you know, because of the World Cup, it was like, you know, something like uh, June like 28th or 26th or something like that. And then all the way through the end of August. Right. They're allowed to be on the team as replacement players. And they don't have that effect on the kind of like overall financials and staffing of the team. Mm-hmm. Now, if they are kept on afterwards, then, of course, they need to figure out how to move their puzzle pieces around, trade players, do whatever they need to do after that. But for right now, they're basically we and a bunch of the other teams in the end of have like free Monopoly money to play right. with, with these players. <laughs> they so, can have fun. They can I, get new blood on the team, try people out, all that good stuff. The one thing that I didn't see anywhere in their announcement was, you know, what they're what they're getting paid as being these replacement players. But while I do hope they're getting played what they should be, I think it's amazing to get these players back on the field. Mm-hmm. The like you like you mentioned, they they come in with with veteran ideas and soccer knowledge and playing knowledge. And I think in that short little stint that you talked about in Houston, like they there was already like a big impact to that. Right. So hopefully you know, of course, we're going into this big break where there's going to be no <laughs> other chances for them to play. But we do have a little bit of an extension after the World Cup right. is done. Because um, once those national team players come back, they're not exactly like good. They need a break. They're tired. I mean, They've just they played, just went yeah. through like a, a sprint of a tournament. Mm-hmm. And in one month they played, you know, if they went if they went deep into the tournament, they played a lot. A lot. So yeah. there's going to be. <laughs> There's going to be some rest or else you're just going to be playing with, with tired yeah, players. And I think it's just going to people. be to the detriment. Yeah, the detriment of everything. And, you know, we hoping, as we all do with the, the U.S. women's team, if you're a U.S. A women's team fan, that they're going to go all and get their all the way, get their next trophy. But we've only got two. There's there's teams that have like five. Right. You know, <laughs> so yeah, like, like Portland, that decimates their team. Um, OL Reign, they've got a bunch of, I mean, uh, Emily Fox is on North Carolina normally, and I'm so pumped that she's on the national team. Super pumped that she's not going to be playing this weekend because she's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one less thing to yeah, worry about. Yeah, exactly. All right, Mario, where where can we watch? What, what time's the game? What time are you getting to BMO? Are you going to go to the fan fest? Like, give me the D. Yes, 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 yes. So, the game is this weekend. It's on Sunday, July 9th. We're going to be playing North Carolina Courage at home at BMO Stadium. Kickoff is going to be at 5 p.m. Now, with that being said, right, we've always encouraged 
going to the tailgates. Yeah. Checking. This weekend's a big uh, one. Checking out what's going on. This this weekend's going to be a big one. So the if you haven't seen it on ACFC's Instagram, they posted out a flyer, basically, that there are two big things that happen before a match when ACFC hosts it. Every single match, the the supporters groups are out there. They're tailgating. They're having fun. Mm-hmm. And everyone is welcome. But when the team puts something on, it's either going to be what they call a fan fest, which is, you know, they take up half the grass area out there. It's a with huge like party. <laughs> tense, a huge party, DJ, some performance of some kind that has to do with like, you know, whatever the theme might be. Mm-hmm. And like sponsor tents face painting it's kind of like a mini carnival right for for the fans and everything like that and those are great those are also probably pretty expensive <laughs> so <laughs> right those can't really do those every do. single time <laughs> exactly even if it's a bunch of sponsors right. that are like putting up tents it still costs a lot of money to do and so the other side of that is street fairs they put on these street fairs which is kind of like a pared down version of their fan fest mm-hmm. they bring food trucks you know because like if you get there early, there's not really much to do because you can't go inside the stadium yet. So they bring food trucks. There's a couple of activations, maybe a couple tents from Angel City that you kind of keep you entertained, kind of keep you doing stuff. And like we said, supporters groups are out there. They're all, you know, tailgating and having fun and everybody is welcome. This weekend, though, on Sunday at 1 p.m., the U.S. Women's National Team will be playing a friendly against Wales in preparation for the World Cup. It'll be their last friendly before they actually Yeah, it's the send-off game. go off. This it's the send-off game. So the great thing is Angel City is going to be doing a watch party essentially at the tailgate. So they're going to set up a screen and they're going to be playing the US Women's National Team game during that street fair, you know, slash fan fest thing that they're doing. So Come early. That thing starts at 1230. The, the street fair starts. One o'clock is the game. And then 330 is when the gates open. Yeah. So 90 minutes before kickoff, the gates for the stadium always open, which means you can go inside. You can start buying your, your beverages and your food and whatnot. And then kickoff will be at five. Yeah. So I'm excited. one more time. 1230 street fair. At 1 o'clock will be the U.S. Women's National Team versus Wales watch party out on the grass. At 3.30 will be the gates opening. You can flood into BMO as, as early as that. And then kickoff will be at 5 p.m. Where can we watch it? all that being yeah, said, where can we watch it? if you can't be there for whatever reason, if you're a fan that just doesn't have a ticket to the game, you probably know someone who has tickets, so <laughs> hit them up. But <laughs> or if you're, you know, for whatever reason, or you're a fan from out of state or, you know, not really in the L.A. area. Thank you for, you know, watching and supporting the team and listening to this podcast to be able to watch it on TV. We've got Bally SoCal, which is our local broadcaster. They will have the local announcers doing the game. So doing the call which means it's just going to feel like a home game. Mm-hmm. They're going to know a bunch of the players a lot more intimately than a general broadcast. So that's always the kind of one to go to if you have access to Bally SoCal. If not, all matches are still on Paramount+. Plus. 
So you can watch them streaming there. If you're international, you can watch them on nwslsoccer.com. And if you can't get to any of those, say you're working and you kind of need to put a little headphone in while you're, <laughs> while you're doing what you're doing, iHeartRadio is, is the English language broadcaster for the radio. And again, just like being there, getting local broadcasters, broadcasters that know Angel City through and through. And so they're the ones that are going to be giving you the best play-by-play and, and color commentary and making you feel like you're there as best possible. It's on the iHeartRadio app. If you look up Angel City, they actually have their own channel, which is great. And if you ever catch it on a random, like, you know, your app was still open, you'll catch a replay kind of going <laughs> through. So it's it's always fun. And then Spanish language radio, there's also going to be one on KWKW. 1330. 1330. Yeah, there we go. Yep. KWKW. KW, That's where Jaime Harine is for Dodger game. Or was, I should say. He's oh. he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, there you go. Spanish radio is going to be on 1330 a.m. on KWKW. Perfect. So that's the way to catch all of that, both radio, TV, or, you know, just get to the stadium. It's always a lot of fun. Definitely. So if you haven't already, please follow us at CasualFCPod on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter while Twitter still lives. We're trying to figure out what's going to happen with whatever happens to Twitter. Make sure you... we're signing up for whatever yes. other platforms are out there. So hopefully we keep Casual FC Pod Definitely. as like our main we'll thing. We'll be reserving everywhere. domains as needed and as necessary. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to the pod on whatever your favorite podcast platform is: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, something else in between. They're up there. You know we. We signed up. I ticked every single box. So if you just go to casualfc.com, actually, which is our oh, podcast right. website, it it has all the links to any type of service we're signed up for, <laughs> any type of app you like to use. So just go there and find the one you want. Yeah. And if you are listening and if you've made it this far, please, please, please do us a super favor and do at least one of the following things. Either subscribe on one of your platforms, rate and review this crazy shenanigan podcast that Mario and I do and or share with your friends, post a, an Instagram story about it, something, just get the word out there. We just want to make women's sports more accessible and get people more involved. Exactly. We're just doing this all for the fun of it <laughs> as, as a lot of podcasters usually do. And, you know, the more people that listen to us, the more fun we are going to have, the more interaction. we Yeah, can have definitely. With you. And if you hit the subscribe button, we're going to be dropping some World Cup content pretty soon. Starting, I believe, right now on our calendar. It's kind of penciled in for July 16th. Yeah, this is like another pew, 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 like World Cup air horns. Let's get it. Exactly. Exactly. As, as, as Angela has mentioned before, if we started a podcast halfway through a season <laughs> and it's a World Cup year, why not actually why do not some do World it? Cup content? So we've actually been working behind the scenes on getting some World Cup stats, information, breakdowns, previews, all of that stuff getting ready to go. So really what we're planning out for you is to kind of build this content in a way where, you know, both new people to women's soccer, new people to the World Cup in general, Mm -hmm. and even experienced World Cup or women's soccer fans can get into and kind of hopefully learn something new. We're going to be doing a World Cup primer, you know, just kind of what is it? How is it played? Who are the teams playing? There's a lot of debutantes this year. Yeah. There's eight new teams. So we'll be talking about them. 
But really, we're gonna that's gonna be the main one. We're gonna do a couple mini episodes through this Sol Rosa colored lens <laughs> of seeing where our angels are playing for their own national team. So really, we're gonna be focusing on where our Angel City players have gone to their national teams and what group stage they're going to be in, kind of previewing their opponents, who they're going to be facing. Um, so all that is going to be coming soon. At at the very least, it will drop before the actual World Cup starts. <laughs> <laughs> so I've we've got till the 20th. Yeah, we've got till the <laughs> to 20th. We have to cram in some recording before I go to the WNBA All-Star game. We we are getting That's prepared. Right, yes. We've got you. <laughs> Another fun thing that I kind of prepared for this whole World Cup stuff is one of the things that I always mention is whenever we've talked about when to watch or where to watch, mm-hmm. it's always been here in L.A. Where are you going to watch it from L.A., right. right? None of this Eastern Standard Time. Like, nobody wants to do mental math. Nobody knows what GMT is. Like, no, I don't know. <laughs> What what is I think it's Australia Standard Time yeah, or something no, like that. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I did I did the math for you. I did the calculations for you. So follow our Instagram. Right after the North Carolina match, I'll be posting a ton of stories. Sorry if that overloads your thing. Don't worry, it'll be saved as highlights afterwards, so you don't have to save them right away. <laughs> but I went through all of the group stage matches. For the first however many days the group stages last. Yeah, the third age. <laughs> and Exactly. And by day I wrote who's playing who, where you can watch them, what you know service or channel or whatever it may be, and what the adjusted time is for Pacific Standards. So, you know, some of these times are going to be a kind of a pain in like at 2 in the morning or at, you know, 3 in the 4 in the morning. But there's a handful of games that are like at 7.30 p.m. for us. Yeah, our, or our kickoff midnight. for the U.S. national team is at 6 p.m. on a Friday night. Cannot exactly. ask for, some, for anything better when it comes to scheduling. Exactly. Will I be up at some weird random hours watching other kind of random games? I might be. I will say yes. <laughs> but yes, I will be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's and a, that's the fun of yeah, it all. That's it's, a story especially where wherever they go. Yeah, me staying up late to watch soccer is a story for another episode because it is a story that changed my life. So it's perfect. But <laughs> all right. That's well, for we'll one cover of all of that in our World Cup previews. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So keep an eye out on Instagram. Subscribe, rate, review, share. Do do one of those. Do all of them. Make us happy. <laughs> Look for us or message us, DM us for free stickers. Yeah, come get We've your stickers on podcast Sunday. stickers. Take a few and hand them out to your friends. Make that the thing you share, you know? Make make it a physical thing that you share. So, yeah, with that, it's been a long episode, but <laughs> we, <laughs> we thought it was going to be shorter. That was going to be really short, but guess not. I hope you didn't mind listening to our voices for this long. We'll see you on Sunday at the game. Bye. Later. Bye.